It is another early morning. And well, clearly, no one can beat Kansas City, not even the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. When did they become the new Patriots? Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. It is another early Tuesday morning, you guys, and I got my tail whooped in fantasy football. I mean, by a lot. My opponent scored like 181 points and I scored like 128. I'm just, I feel like, I don't even know. I'm telling you right now, I thought I was going to come out on top. I was determined to win, but it just seems like when I bench Tom Brady, he wants to score 23 points. When I keep Cam Newton in the game, he only wants to give me 11. I don't know. I don't know. Don't even get me started on other people who successfully let me down this week on the field. However, let's go ahead and get into quick fire topics because, well, this week, while it may have seemed very steady, it was one that I hate when we build up anticipation and the teams just let us down. And that's what happened. But first, quick fire topics. So as you know, last week, week two, The Saints and the Raiders, that was such a huge game. The Raiders beat the Saints. In that game, the teams were fined $250,000 each. $250,000 each. And the coaches, Sean Payton and John Gruden, were each fined $100,000 for failing to do what? Properly wear their mask coverings in the bench area Monday night. So looking at all the violations... Everything, penalties, all totaled up. That was $1.75 million. $1.75. If we round up, because that's what math taught us in high school, it was $1.8. And I'm telling you right now, that's a lot of money. I was like, wait a minute, how much? What happened? What were they fined? That's insane. That's crazy to me. And you know what? I just want to know, where did the money go? Where did it go? Is there like a COVID-19 NFL fund? That maybe when they get fined for these sort of things, that's where the cash goes. I highly doubt it. That's not what the NFL is going to do. They're not doing that. But I just thought that was a lot of money um, total in just a couple hours. But that's just me. But I think what it means is there's penalties and violations that other teams had. So total maybe for all the games that equal it to 1.8. I don't know. My math is very, very crazy this morning. And that's why today's episode is brought to you by ice cold coffee with a splash of Irish cream. Sweet Irish cream to be exact. It tastes really good. If you ever get a chance, go try Irish, sweet Irish cream in your coffee. It tastes delicious, you guys. Just wonderful. And moving on to the second quick fire topic, Tyrod Taylor. That name sound familiar? That was the original starting QB for the LA Chargers. Right. Remember last week's game, Chargers versus Kansas City, where we were legit thought a rookie was going to hand Kansas City its first L, and that didn't happen. And you want to know why? That's because Tyrod Taylor, he was supposed to go in, but he didn't start because they said it was a chest injury. Turns out the team doctor punctured the QB's lung before the game. Yep, he was giving him a shot. We don't know what the shot was, 
But all we know is that needle went too far, punctured his lung. Now there's a risk that he might be out all season because of a punctured lung given by his team doctor. When you trust people, you know, that is crazy. Does that team doctor still have a job? What was the reason? I want to note, there's like so many questions, unanswered questions in regards to how you put a pro athlete's life in danger. I I mean, I'm kind of thank God that our body tells us when we're in pain and not to ignore it. Because could you imagine if he went out there and tried to play and got tackled? He could have got severely injured, let alone worse. So, you know, I hope he has a speedy recovery. I really hope he gets better and he gets stronger because that's unfortunate. But they still have Herbert. And let me tell you, just because Herbert, this is a wonderful name, just because Herbert did so well against Kansas City doesn't mean they're going to win every game. I'm going to stress that for all my other people out there. Just because Herbert did well last time doesn't mean they're going to win every game, people. Need I remind you, okay? That was probably a good chunk of it was luck. I'm not even going to lie to you. I think a good chunk of it was luck. But let's focus on this because let's look at some of these scores from last week. Do I sound happy? I'm not. I'm really not. The Chargers lost, but I could have told you they were going to lose. How, Ashley? How are they going to lose? They were going to lose because they have a rookie quarterback who is like blindly trying to adjust essentially to the offense that, to be very fair and honest, he wasn't ready for it. He was just thrown in the game last week. I think, honestly, that was skill and luck what happened to him. And while I'm insanely impressed, this week I was not shocked. So let's look at some point standings today because, well, we're getting there. Apparently the Browns won. That's a shocker. Still don't believe in Baker Mayfield. What did I say last episode? I said he needs to do like a bunch of games. This was number two. He won last week. think he won this week. So now we're we're really, really, really going to see. I'm keeping my eyes on it. But let's talk about that Kansas City and Baltimore Ravens game real quick because that was the biggest highlight Monday night. People were hyped. They were like Super Bowl MVP versus NFL MVP. It's going down. And let me tell you something. We thought that the Ravens, we believed that the Ravens, despite the fact that their defense got one point in fantasy football, we legit thought the Ravens were going to hand the Chiefs their first L, humble them a little bit. But no, I am now severely convinced that no one can stop Kansas City. I'm convinced of it now. I didn't want to believe it, but I really honestly think that there's no NFL team out there that can beat Kansas City. I I said it. You heard it here first. There is no team out there that can beat Kansas City. And it's really, really devastating because I want them to get beaten. I want them. I want them to be humbled. Is that mean? That's not mean. I just think that they need to lose one to really get an understanding of where they need to improve. They're not a perfect team. No offense, Patrick Mahomes is great. He is awesome. The things he can do in the pocket, how he moves is outstanding, but he still has a whole lot to learn. And the only way you learn some of those things is from losing. So it'll happen. I think it's going to shock us who's going to do it. I don't have any predictions for you guys on this one, but I do truly believe that right now they're unstoppable and it's going to take a miracle for a team to go in and beat Kansas City. They're not even blowing people out. 34 to 20. 34 to 20. They're not even blowing anyone out. Would you believe that? 
And for people who thought the Cowboys were going to win last night, okay. <laughs> you know how inconsistent Dak Prescott and the offense is for the Cowboys? They didn't do any blowouts either. It was 38-31. to 31. He probably all missed a touchdown. It was probably either a play call or a failure to do something. And then the Packers whooped the Saints. I, I said this over the summer. I said this last season on my podcast to keep your eye on Aaron Rodgers. Didn't I say that? I said that. You know how I know I said it? Because I was on this microphone in my living room at my desk when I said it. And everybody wrote Aaron Rodgers off. They're like, oh, no, he's not the same. He can't play well anymore. Okay. And what happened? He's going out there and he's winning. Where are the Packers at? Like, I'm telling you right now, they are doing pretty darn good. And it may take a miracle, but I'm looking at the Packers right now, you guys, to move in a direction that we never thought they would honestly go. But the Saints, they're saying that Drew Brees now, is he written off? Is Drew Brees washed up? That is the million-dollar question. They noticed that it takes a lot more power for him to throw like he used to. I mean, like a lot of focus, a lot of muscle behind it than what it used to take. They're noticing some things. And you have to remember, these guys are in their 40s, okay? They're not out there running 4-4s anymore. But it'll be very interesting because the Saints had Kamara, and Kamara killed in fantasy football. Killed it. And my friend slash co-worker on the fantasy football league I'm in drafted him in the eighth round. Shocking that he was even still available. You know what? I just, that's the reason why he beat me in fantasy football. Because he had Kamara, and Kamara went out there and destroyed it, even though the Saints lost. Do I feel salty? Yes. And you know exactly who you are. I'm coming back for a vengeance because I don't like to lose. I'm highly competitive and an NFL fanatic, and I got to just make some more changes. That's how the game works. Let's look at this. Ooh. Then come to find out that the Lions beat the Cardinals. Can we just have a moment of silence for whatever that was that happened there? 26 to 3? What? I remember when one of my friends said the Detroit Lions suck so bad. And I said, really? And it turns out they do. Their NFL tickets to their games were really, really low price. I don't know if that was because of COVID or because the team is not that great. But they have some good people still on their team when they really want to play. But it's shocking that they beat the Cardinals. Cardinals beat the 49ers, but the 49ers won last night. You know what? Can I just take a minute and, minute and pivot? Okay, real quick, because y'all know, hashtag 49ers faithful right here. I feel that people are is writing my team off because we have a laundry list of injuries of key important players. And let me tell you, when we get some of those people back because they're only temporarily injured, we're going to be unstoppable. The year, the na- the word for this year for the NFL, for my team at least, is perseverance because, I mean, they, they took everybody. I was thinking about donating my ACL to Bosa and maybe he can come back. Is that extreme? That's a little extreme, isn't it? Anything to help us win, though. You have to make sacrifices. <laughs> it's early in the morning. This is what happens when I drink coffee. I start to wake up. And then you have the Bucks beat the Broncos. I still don't believe Tom Brady and company is doing anything special. I think they're winning by a wink and a tail. I knew they were going to beat the Broncos. So I'm about to make some predictions. Let me write my stuff down because y'all know how I am. I'm trying to get better at this. I told one of my friends that my predictions are getting a little bit better, but now I'm just going to solidify my predictions. And let's look at week four. 
So we're going to call out some predictions. But before I do, I want to note something really funny to my friend Megan. I almost dropped my pen, you guys. Ignore that. So we were driving in a car the other day because I'm a published author. I'm releasing an audiobook, um, ne- actually in October, um, for my mystery spy thriller collection that's been out for a while. And she did the photo shoot. She was the photographer. And she turns to me while we're at the stoplight going to get boba, boba tea. And she says, Ashley, are the Patriots still relevant? And I said, what? Are the, what? Are you asking me, are the Patriots still relevant? She was like, yeah, are they even still relevant? And I was like looking around, squinted at her for a second. Then in my mind, I was like, who is she talking to? She's talking to me. She's talking to the car over from me. Is she on the phone? And I don't know it. Cause you know, you can have AirPods in your right ear and no one can see it these days. No, she was talking to me. And then her name's Megan. So then I was like, are the Patriots relevant? Patriots have Cam Newton. They have Julian Edelman, the McCourtney twins. They still have James White, you know, really prayers out to his family and what he's been experiencing over the last just two weeks alone. And then on top of that, they still have the goat of coaching. I said, what do you mean? Are they still relevant? Are they winning? Yes. Do they suck like the Browns and the Bengals? No. So, you know, I, <laughs> she really made me laugh that one off. And then the light turned green. And the, yeah, this all happened in like uh, about 30, a good 20 to 30 second conversation. And she was just like, oh, well, all right, then I guess they are. I said, yeah, they are. Wow. <laughs> forgive her. She doesn't know any better, you guys. She doesn't watch football like that. She didn't know, okay? She didn't know any better. Shout out to Megan for that awesome conversation of asking me whether the Patriots are even still relevant. Are you trying to insult Patriots fans everywhere? That was risky. But let's go ahead into week four predictions. You heard it here first. I really hope I do better. This is touch and go. I'm not saying I'm a guru with predicting games at all. I'm learning. And to learn, what do you have to do? You have to fail, Kansas City. To learn and get better, to exceed even your own expectations, you're going to have to lose more than one game. How do you think the Patriots got as great as they did during the dynasty of Tom Brady and all of them? Because they lost a few games and they had to learn. So, anyway, week four, Broncos versus the Jets. I'm going to predict every game, but there's only key games that I really honestly care about. That is not one of them. I'm sorry, that sounded so mean. The Broncos versus the Jets is not a game I care about, but the Saints versus the Lions, I care about that. Who am I going to give it for? I'm going to go for the Saints. I think Drew Brees is going to get himself back together. I think he's going to get a good offense. I think some people that may be injured, not indefinitely, are going to come back. They're going to really help him win. The Lions are starting to pick up on a good defense. They may use Adrian Peterson a little bit more. He's still got some gas still left in that tank. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. Let's see. Chargers versus the Buccaneers. Every time I rely on Tom Brady, he fails me. Every single freaking time. But I'm going to give it to the Bucks. They're further along in understanding their offense and a new quarterback. They're starting to now lean towards how Tom likes to do things rather than just how the offense needs to do things. The Chargers still have that rookie quarterback, but the defense is really good. So the defense is going to start giving probably Tom a little bit of his run for his money, just a little bit. Um, I'll be shocked if the Buccaneers lose that game. I'm not going to lie. I would be shocked, but I'm going to go with the Buccaneers for that one. All right. 
Let me look at Seahawks versus the Dolphins. I'm not even going to write that down. We already know the answer to that question. Even though the Dolphins beat the Jaguars last week and I miscalled that game. Oh, no. It was Thursday night and I miscalled that game. That was my fault. I should have always trusted the Dolphins. But, you know, touch and go. We made mistakes. Browns versus the Cowboys. Can I please predict this game? I'm doing it for um, my colleague that works with me. He's also my leader. And let me tell you, he's a huge Browns fan. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Do you hear me? The Cowboys. I'm not even a big Cowboys fan. I can't stand Dak Prescott right now. He's a good person. Just a football player. I need consistency. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys because I feel like as long as the Cowboys offense doesn't wait till the latter part of the game to decide now we want to score points, I don't think the Browns are going to get that big of a gap. I think Baker Mayfield needs to target OBJ a whole hell of a lot more than what he was doing before. You have a Ferrari and you're not driving it. I need you to drive it, actually use it, actually take it to events, pull up at the red carpet, get out, go walk, and let everyone not just take a picture of you, but look at your car. You have all the weapons in the world. He just has to get better targeting them. And I'm not, I don't mean against the teams that don't perform well. I mean against the teams that do. That's going to be my feedback for him. I feel like I'm a, like a, you know, head leader or head coach giving feedback. Okay. So we're going to go down Ravens versus Washington. You guys would think that I would not want to predict this game, but the Washington has been touch and go for like a good minute. I think we got hype over the teams are like 2-0, and and then they lost this week, and then we're like, well, wait a minute. Now all, everything's called into question. I'm going to go back with the Ravens. They need to take a learn from their loss against Kansas City and figure things out, but I'm still going to go with them. And then the Patriots versus the Chiefs. Oh, good God. You guys, should I start Cam Newton or should I bench him? Because he's going against the Chiefs, and clearly what I just said at the beginning of this episode was that no one can beat the Chiefs. Not anyone. They're unstoppable. Even though I want them to lose a game, but they're unstoppable. <sighs> this one's hard. This one's really hard. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I know. I, 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 keep your comments to yourself. I already know. I already know. It's already in my head. I already know. And the Eagles versus the 49ers. I would never turn my back on my team. I'm going with the 49ers always and forever. I don't care who they're facing. Always the 49ers. And they need to do better because what's his name? The quarterback for the Eagles, he's not even playing that good. If we don't win, if our defense, I know our defense took a hit with Bosa. I'm trying to get a call in. Maybe I can substitute. Maybe they can train me. Maybe I can go into the league and play. You know, I'm five foot four. (laughs) And I have a little bit of muscle. Not that, like, not that much. Um, And I'm, I'm not like small, small compared to most females, but I'm compared to these guys. I'm, I'm tiny. So I, but I can play. Just put me in, coach. I can play or I'll give my ACL, whatever it takes that we can start winning and get back to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. I'll do whatever it takes. Falcons versus the Packers. I really feel for all Falcons fans. I really do. Cause they just get down to the last two quarters and then they're like, Hey, so we just want to suck at our job. I'm going with the Packers for that game. I am 100%. So those are a few of my game predictions. I think those are going to be the big games. You guys, thank you so much for joining me for episode three of Not Your Average Cheerleader. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. We always like to have fun on this channel. 
and always like to definitely, definitely continue to support our black communities, support the cause, support, you know, any organization that's against social injustice. That is still a thing that's not going anywhere. Um, and the players are doing a great job of trying to use their platforms to speak out against it. And we appreciate what they're doing here. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the games. I'm going to be back next week and I'm probably going to have more things to say, like always. Take care. I appreciate all you guys. If you love what you're hearing, you love the episode, definitely subscribe, follow, and tell a friend. You can find me on social media platforms. My first and last name, Ashley Gibbs, A-S-H-L-I-E. Until then, enjoy yourselves. Bye.